This is Ali Ciardo, and this is Photo Field Notes, stories and inspiration from professional photographers. Hi, everyone. Today's interview is with Ian Holmes, who specializes in romantic portraiture out of Paris, France. And if you're listening to this in iTunes, you can check out show notes and photos at photofieldnotes.com. You can also find some really helpful resources, like a template that walks clients through how to schedule photography into their wedding days. All right, let's jump in. Well, hey, everybody. This is Ali Ciardo, and I'm talking with Ian Holmes today. And Ian, actually, the reason that I contacted him for an interview is because when I went to Paris with my husband in 2013, I went on Google and I looked up English-speaking photographers in Paris. And Ian came up, and I loved his style, and we actually ended up hiring him and doing a photo shoot while we were in Paris. And we, Ian, have those pictures hanging up on our house now. We love them. And so, Ian, I just thought it would be really interesting to kind of share your story for the Photo Field Notes podcast. So let's start at the beginning. Tell everybody... What got you into photography? How did you become this English-speaking photographer in Paris? Um, well, I, I was already living in Paris, so, so that bit was, was pretty easy. I was living in Paris with, with my old job. I was working for a, for a printing-based company. Um, and previous to that, I was actually an image retoucher for that printing-based company. So I sort of got into photography backwards in the fact that I was retouching other people's images. But I knew nothing at all about taking, uh, taking photos myself. And the more that I worked on other people's images, the more I got interested in photography, to the point where eventually I seeked out a photography school in Paris, Spios. Um, I enrolled at the school um, 2007, I think it was. That's quite scary. Um, I studied, I, I did the, the full-time professional photography course, um, graduated in 2008, and almost by accident, I set up in business in 2009. Um, I, I set up in what happened Toward the end of my time at photography school, I shot a, a male model with his girlfriend, a friend of mine, Kevin. Um, we did a shoot around Paris, um, and I published a series of those images on my blog at the time. And somehow this blog post got picked up by American couples who began contacting me and saying, Ian, we're, we're coming to Paris on this date. We'd love you to, sh to shoot us in the style that you shot Kevin and his girlfriend. How much would it cost? So I had no idea. I just plucked some figure out, out there. Um, in hindsight, it was way too cheap. But at the time, it was like, wow, I'm gonna, somebody's actually offering to pay me to, 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 take the, to take their photos, which at the time I found really, uh, really cool. Um, and basically, that's, that's how I got, got started in, in business, being an, an English-speaking photographer in Paris. Nice. Okay, so let's back up. When you decided to go to photography school, and then you kind of said, and then, wow, and then suddenly people were actually hiring me, what kind of photography did you think that you wanted to do? Because your main focus, well, what's your main focus now? I know you do weddings, and obviously... My main focus is, uh, yeah, as you say, weddings and sort of rom romantic portraiture in Paris. Um, weddings, I, I travel quite a bit, but um, the majority of the portraiture work is... My target market are most of the my clients are split between Americans and Asian couples. Um, so nearly everybody's from out of town. Um, 
and yeah, um, it was sort of, what was that question again? <laughs> Did you think that that was what you'd do when you went to photography no, school? When, when, I was a, when I was originally at school, I was thinking of actually be working at a press agency, being a documentary photographer. That was really what I was drawn to. I, 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 the more I was at school, the more I, I understood that I enjoyed working with people, but it was really storytelling that I, that I was interested in. Um, so when I came, when, well, actually whilst I was at school, I realized getting a job at a press agency around that time was pretty much impossible. All the, all the agencies were letting the photographers go. This, this job just didn't really exist anymore. So I got into the couple photography, which off the, from that, it sort of springboarded me into the wedding market because I was used to working with couples. I had the confidence of working with, uh, with couples. So the two went together very naturally. And suddenly I was able to, to add in the documentary style that, that, that I was interested in as well into the wedding work. Okay, so walk me through your typical client who reaches out to you. Are they finding you through Google? Is that where I know that's where I found you? Are they just searching? Yes, yeah, I think the majority of people find me through through Google. When I when I set up business in two thousand and nine, there there weren't that many people doing. Um, in fact, I only knew of two other two other people that were doing um couple portraits around the city so i think i got in just at the right time and i'm now i'm i'm still pretty highly ranked in in google so i'm pretty easy to find on the um i'm i'm now getting published in a few like websites such as style me pretty um intimate weddings things like that so a few people find me on there but the majority of my clients they're just googling um English English speaking photographer in Paris or engagement photographer Paris wedding photographer Paris and they they generally stumble across me at some point. Yeah, which is how we found you. So are they are they just sometimes couples on vacation? Sometimes they're going on a uh, vacation before the wedding and they want their engagement photos and they just reach out to you and say, "Hey, we want you to be our man." Exactly. Yeah, the the majority the majority of clients they're they're on holiday. They're having a European trip. Um, Sometimes it's last minute. They're like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool to?" Because there's so many photographers now working around the city. I think a lot of people they see they don't think of it beforehand. They actually see this going on. They think, "Wow, that would be really cool if we could uh, find a photographer to do that." So I do get a few last minute bookings. Nice. Not everybody's as organized as you were, Abby. <laughs> so then, okay, tell me this then. As a lot of photographers will work exclusively with people who are in town so they can meet with them sometimes, you know, for a wedding, meet with them before. They can meet with them after to do sales. How is your business different because your clients tend to be from out of town? Um, my... Yeah, most of my... I always... Wedding clients, I always meet with them. Um, generally through Skype. Um, sometimes if they arrive in town maybe a couple of weeks before the wedding we'll, we'll actually have a, a, a meeting in, uh, in a nice little French cafe where I can, I can show them a sample album, things like that. Um, but the majority of my, my, my first point of contact is email and then for the wedding we generally follow that up with a, with a Skype call to, to chat about the, the wedding. And then the others you just kind of meet, right? Like the 
vacationers you just kind of meet and then yeah the, va the vacationers it's it's a little bit different because the majority of you know I'm, I'm i'm with them for maybe a couple of hours around the city um we're just having a, a really sort of a, a pleasant little stroll through paris that uh that we use as the backdrop for the photos but it's not as it's, I, I, I think it's quite important, personally, to connect with somebody for the wedding. A photographer, you're, you're, a, you're a huge part of the, their day. Um, and I think it's important that there's a, there's a connection between, between client and photographer. I don't take on now any full-day weddings without having a, a sort of pre-wedding pre meeting, if you like. Nice. You had mentioned that you had been published a little bit more, um, Style Me Pretty and other blogs. Are you pursuing these? Are you submitting these shoots to blogs like Style Me Pretty on a regular basis to get them out there? Um, Sometimes. I, I don't do as much of that as I should. I'm, I'm, what, I keep extremely busy in the, in the summer. My, my season's quite long. It's, it kicks off sort of beginning of April and finishes in November and I'm I'm very very busy I can be shooting like three four times a week um, so I don't have the time that I'd sort of like to do to, to, to be sending my my photo sets off to uh, to, to blogs such as Starmy Pretty a lot of the time it's the wedding planners that I that I work with I work with um, there's quite a close-knit team in Paris, and I work with, with several planners um, regularly. Um, and they'll often ask me for, for, for the sets of images that they'll then submit. So sometimes I do, but I don't submit as, as, much, as, I'd, as much as I should, probably. Well, that's great if they're doing it. So are these relationships that you went out and pursued, or did they just happen naturally as you shot some, weddings? Some of them... Um, Actually, the main wedding planner that I that I work with very regularly, I actually made the first point of contact. Um, they were the first wedding planners that that I began working with, and they'd set up we'd set up business almost at the same time. So we've grow, our businesses have grown together. Um, and to be honest, all the other planners they've just. They've either found me, or what, what often happens is that the clients, they, they, they've already booked their photographer, so it's actually the clients that introduce me to the wedding planners. Gotcha. That, okay. That's, that's, that's happened a lot. Nice. Um, and then you also mentioned, so you have your busy season, April through November, and then during the other, during kind of the off months that aren't as busy, are you doing other work, or are you kind of pre preparing the business, or are you, you know, what are you doing during that time? Um... Hanging out in the French Alps like I'm doing now. I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a ski bum in the. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, rough uh, life. So, but I'm. I'm still working in the back. Sometimes I'll. I'll go back to Paris and I'll do. Um, if, if there's two or three shoots that fall together during the week, then I'll head back to Paris. I'll. I'll do the shoot there. I'm all. It's the time when I, I tend to look at my portfolio, go over the images that I've taken during the previous year. I'll maybe update my, my website a little bit. Um, I'll maybe actually send a, a, a few shoots off to uh, various wedding blogs during this, this, this time and just, just try and recharge the batteries. Um, I'm still trying to, I'm always trying to improve my. Uh, my photography, and you know, I'm still growing as a photographer. I, I'll 
tend to, I try to do a workshop every year. I've just got back now from a workshop that I just did in um, over in Tenerife. Um, so I'm still trying to, you know, always trying to, to get better, um, learn new techniques. So it's the winter season, it's the down season when I, when I tend to, uh, to, to look at what workshops are available, to look at updating my portfolio, updating the website, things like that. When you're looking at workshops, are you looking at workshops that are more focused on technical aspects of improving your shooting or, you know, some are kind of more about the business or working with the clients or do you try to mix it up a little bit? I'm mixing this last this workshop that I've just done. It was um, it was a totally different style of photography that um, that I'm used to doing. It's it, I'm I'm trying to sort of expand a little bit. It's um, it was almost um, I, I use this workshop to because I'm getting more and more brides that are asking for a boudoir style shoot at the getting ready phase. Um, I did I did a couple last year and I posted a couple of images um, on my website. Certain brides have picked up on that and they're now request for 2015. I've had um, I've had four brides request that um, th this type of shoot in the getting ready phase, and I'm looking to. To, to shoot a lot of that in, in film, a mix of di uh, hybrid shooting, sort of digital and um, some black and white film in there. And the, the workshop that I've just done was, was sort of based around that. It would fit very nicely into the, the, the style of photography that, I, that, I, that I'm drawn to for that, uh, for that type of photo. Have you shot film in the past or are you just starting to? Yes. Yeah, I shoot most of my, most of my personal work is shot on, on film. Um, I like shooting film just because it takes me so away from from my professional work. The cameras are different. Um, as soon as I pick up a, a Canon 5D or whatever, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about work. So I tend to to shoot um, my personal work on old, really old film cameras, Polaroids. Um, yeah, and anything to mix it up and keep it a little bit different. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking to integrate that more into... I still shoot, say at a wedding, I'll shoot a few Polaroids or I'll shoot a roll of film. I'll maybe put a roll of film through a Holger, something like that. But um, I'm looking to, to push that a little bit further in 2015. Very nice. So kind of on that note, what's your favorite... This is kind of a hard question, but if you had to name one or a couple of your favorite, you know, pieces of equipment that you work with that you couldn't live without, that you would never leave the house without on your way to a shoot. What is it that's in your bag that you absolutely have to have? Maybe it's a lens, maybe it's a, you know, an extra. Um, a lens is probably my, my little 50 mil lens. It's, it's what I shoot on... For, for wedding days, I'm, I'm, I'm using two cameras and nearly all the time on one camera there is a 50mm lens. It's the, I, I'd be confident to shoot a wedding with only that lens and deliver a nice result to the, to the client. Um, so that would be my one, my one piece of professional equipment. Personally, um, my favorite camera at the moment is an old uh, Mamiya Universal press camera. It's a huge box of a thing and I've got um, a Polaroid back for it and a 6x7 back and the images are, are really beautiful off that, that camera. I love it. 
It's just such a beast to carry around. It weighs a ton, that thing. <laughs> so it's maybe not an all-day wedding camera. No. <laughs> but, sometimes, but sometimes I bring it out for weddings, and the clients they absolutely love it. When 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 you when you shoot a Polaroid on it, and they see the the, the Fuji, it shoots um, Fuji peel apart Polaroids, and I think a lot of a lot of people the. the They've forgot about having an instant print in their hand, uh, and it's it's so nice to to be able to deliver um, on the day some um, some some tan something tangible to the to the couple mm -hmm. and beautiful. Okay, so wrapping up, do you have any advice to other photographers? Just kind of like if you had to wrap up your one big lesson learned or something that you've learned along the way, what advice would you like to pass on to other photographers? Luna. <laughs> <laughs> That's, have you made any mistakes along the way? Yeah, I've made tons. I don't want to speak about that. <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one bit of advice, really, I'd I'd be tempted to say just don't rush things. Let things. Let thing. I think today, so with with the the age of the internet and thing, everybody wants to rush and be the. Just let things evolve naturally. You know your 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 style, your 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 eye. You you'll grow as a photographer. I mean, I know every single year I I grow as a photographer. And um, I, at first I was you know I'm, I'm I'm looking at other people's work and comparing myself to those and getting frustrated that my work was was maybe not where I wanted it to to be. Um, and then gradually through years of shooting you just sort of you you find your own style you find your your own way and I, I just don't think it's something that you can you can rush you've just got to 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 shoot regularly not not just for for clients not just paid work but shoot shoot personally as well I think that's super important um keep keep shooting for your for yourself and I don't mean just taking pictures on on your iPhone to post to Instagram try and get um you know, a series of, of, of images, travel, when, when you're traveling, just use that as an opportunity to, uh, to, to create a, a beautiful, coherent series of, of photos. I like it. All right, Ian, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. This has been really fun. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure, Annie. On next week's episode, I am super excited to have Maria Bayer talking to us about sales for creative professionals. So come back and check us out next week they're able to just do their passion and really get their passion and their talent out into the world. And all they needed to do was learn the sales part.